Hey there, Sean. Hey, Pierce. How's it going? It's pretty okay. Well, I guess that means it's time for another episode of the It's Pretty Okay podcast. Let's start the show. This is a story of a kid. His name is Cisco. Who made more money than the count of money, Crisco. He lived a lavish style of life, fast money, women, cars, and he liked the frequent bars, pubs, and discos. Okay, so as you may have guessed, that that was not Sean. What? Well, yeah. <laughs> Who am I? Um, no, uh, Sean, I think, is watching uh, Mo Bamba swat shots to Amarillo. Um, I think that's what he's doing, um, which I'm sort of jealous of. But we get to instead, Kevin has graciously joined us, and um, Max is in his uh, Rob uh, Gonkowski? Gon- Gon- Gronchowski. Oh, Gronchowski. Uh, Tide Pot Eater. Uh, uh, <laughs> um, so, yeah. No, 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 no. No, 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 I, I do want to point out again that in that commercial, he says one one word that has more than one syllable, which is people, which is a six-letter word. I don't know that he can do it. But, yeah, no, we're gearing up to watch the, um, you know, the Patriots go to the Super Bowl again. Uh, and, uh, you know, I think it's... It's, uh, you know, it's really fantastical that they continue to do this over a great period of time. But uh, I think this week, you know, Max, you're just back from, from abroad abroad, from, from down under. And uh, we kind of, Kevin and I and Sean talked a little bit about New Year's resolutions. Um, and uh, you had one that, that I, I'm happy that, that you were doing this, if, if you want to share. if you're Sure. So I don't like to call them New Year's resolutions. Yeah. But I have goals for the year. Goals. I guess Hashtag that's goals. It's the same thing. Yeah, but it's like not. <laughs> Either way, um, I, one of my goals is to read a certain number of books. Yeah. Uh, a number that I'd rather not disclose. Yeah. <laughs> but it's greater than 10. Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, and, and I think that... Um, you know, Kevin and I both read, uh, I'd say a good bit, um, but we, in some ways, I think have, especially me in the last couple of years, Kevin, you currently, um, we challenge ourselves in a way that is, I think, um, you know, self, self-defeating. Uh, you, you have brought a prop today. Do you want to share what your prop is? Yeah. So this is a, it's a paperweight. This is a 1250 page tome. Which is uh, only the first book in a series that will be ten books long. Uh, Brandon Sanderson's The Stormlight Archives. Yeah. Which I um, received the first book as a Christmas gift, and I'm, you know, charging through it, but I passed the 600-page mark, and it's kind of defeating to not even be halfway through it. Well, and I, the the three of us have actually all read um, A Song of Ice and Fire. Have you read the whole thing, Kevin? I'm on the fourth book. I kind of just, I read like a chapter a week. Yeah. Just to like before I go to bed. So I think that in the spirit of, of reading more from a from a volume basis, uh, Kevin and I, I think read a lot, maybe book wise, not not as much, but I read all three Lord of the Rings last year and, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, so as you're thinking about reading more Max, um, is you know, I think one thing we want to talk about is you choosing that. Because I one thing I've noticed, Kevin, is is when I'm reading fantasy books, they are a lot of times really enriching and easy reads because there's so much going on. And additionally, and I think you get this in sci-fi stuff too, I get the relationships, but they're also not the same kind of interpersonal that I get in like a Murakami book or a Jonathan Franson book where they actually make me cringe. Because 
someone has a sword or or a dirk or something else, and it's just it's not a real world to me. So I, I mean, I don't know if you have you find an appeal in that at all. Yeah, I think. Uh, I definitely, I'm looking for something different when I read a fantasy book than, you know, like a postmodern American literature book. They're not nearly as dense, uh, and they, one thing I like about them is that you can still find a connection with the characters, Mm -hmm. even though they're in this other world, um, but so much effort is spent on, spent on the setting that the you know, the plot progression and the character development is all kind of very obvious and still, like, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, so a book that I read, which is a Stephen King book, and, and maybe might be a nice, you know, to kind of think about what you, the directions you could go in next. I read The Gunslinger, the, the first book of the Dark Tower series. Um, in that, there is a lot of time spent on world building. And I think with these books, and that one's more sci-fi, but there's a lot of fantasy aspects, too. If someone says, like, I went on a date in New York City, you, we understand the setting. No one has to, I mean, maybe explain some of it, but that doesn't have to be explained to me, if, and you can jump into kind of this normal fiction book. Um, you know, what, what are the people? May, maybe what you were eating, not George R. R. Martin level what people <laughs> were eating, but you kind of understand the setting, and that whole, maybe the thing I enjoyed about Lord of the Rings most is, the way the trees look, you know, the way the, the battlefield look, and understanding all that. But you have to build all of that. And if you're not doing that, that book is not 600 pages. So, I, I mean, I know you also have a sci-fi interest, Max. So is is there, you know, what what are, you said you're not reading a fantasy or a sci-fi book right now, correct? That's correct. Yeah. I'm reading a Bill Bryson book right now. Oh, that's that's well, that's fantastic. That I've already read. <laughs> People having time to go book, out in the but, wilderness, I think, yeah. is is maybe um, you know that's that's a fantasy in itself. But uh, I mean, have you have you broached the idea of doing something like that? I know you enjoy the X Files a lot. So do you want to? There's X Files books. I don't think they're X. I mean, there might be. <laughs> there probably are. Actually, uh, oh, there almost certainly are. But no, I'd rather not read those. But sci-fi, yeah, I'm definitely interested. I I have an issue where I find it difficult. I mean, I guess I know now that that you two both read the genre, so I can get recommendations from you. But I I find it almost difficult to start reading fantasy books or sci-fi books Mm -hmm. because it feels like a very kind of closed-off part of the bookstore. It feels like a very kind of subculture within reading. Yeah, and like a, a lot of the books, choices. there's a million choices, and they're like, oh, this series and that series, and you can start looking into them, and then it's daunting, because not only are the books 1,200 pages long, but there's 12 of them in a series, and, and yeah. it's like, well, wait a minute, do I do I really want to invest, you know, two years of my life into these characters? <laughs> That's it's, it's almost hard to start, and I have an issue with putting books down, yeah. quitting reading. Um, I've like recently them. started I've gotten better about it, but yeah, I used to have this problem where it's like even if I didn't read, like a book, I would finish it, I'm kind and of it makes that, it hard to read. I'm kind of at that point with uh, Feast for Crows. Like I said, I've been going through those. And, no. Uh, <laughs> anyway, yeah, I don't know. No one cares about the characters in that book, whatever. Um, but you should. I guess so. Uh, so what made you start reading Song of Ice and Fire? Was that just because you had a lot of different recommendations for it? Uh, yeah, my brother, my brother, I'd read it like two or three times, and was pushing me to read it, I guess. And then there was the show, and my brother was saying, oh, you have to read the books before you watch. Don't watch the show. Read the books. Read the books. Uh, Yeah, I mean, 
I I couldn't tell you why. I mean, my my fantasy experience is really limited. I think it's Lord of the Rings and it's A Song of Ice and Fire. I mean, maybe, Kevin, I would be interested in how you get to certain books. You mentioned that this was a gift. I know this isn't the only fantasy series you've read in the last few months because you had another book as well. Yeah, so I've always been in the nerd culture, Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's... I read some fantasy in high school, but it, it really kicked up last year when I kind of... Last year, I kind of went back to things that I liked doing as a kid. Like your dream theater concert going. Yeah, experience. yeah, like the dream theater uh, kicked back in. And uh, so I started reading some fantasy was a part of that. And just because I've always been in nerd culture, I've had friends or I meet friends of friends and we kind of... We can usually... Uh, you know, find a connection with that. Mm-hmm. And since I started getting to reading, I started asking recommendations. And what I find is that with series and fantasy, people tend to recommend the same, the same ones. So like the big one that everyone didn't understand how I hadn't read it was the, the King Killer Chronicle. Mm-hmm. And so those, that's a trilogy. Two books are out now. And I flipped through those last year. Yeah. And then similarly, there's this, um, like the Stormlight Archives is commonly recommended, as well as this other trilogy by the same author called Mistborn. So, I found that I just found the same recommendations over and over again, and that's kind of how I ended up picking them. Yeah, I, I think that that I think about some of the the new the, the few new people I ever meet anymore, but some of the new people that I've met in the last year, and one nice thing about. Uh, quite a few of them is that they they read there are a lot of people who you know we're pro reading on this podcast there are a lot of people that don't fucking read out there and it sucks um but i've met people who will i can talk to them about books and get recommended so the idea of surrounding yourself with people who give good recommendations and maybe even have similar book interests and it's good too when people don't have similar book interests than you i know i've i've kind of thrust uh, murakami on on both of you um, just as I've thrust basically everyone that's been on this podcast, uh, microsurfs. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, I think that that's in some ways the only way that you trickle into, especially fantasy books. There has to be this community of people. You know, you are you are reading the fourth Game of Thrones book right now, and Max and I will both tell you just get through it. It's worth it. It'll it'll pay off. But you almost need a support system for a book that makes noise when you drop it on the table um so i mean i just i think that that that's one of the unique things about them which is i don't understand this it's not like a book that is about families falling i mean there are books about families falling apart but it's in a world uh, and this is thing i mentioned i don't get it it's it's weird especially i think sci-fi stuff like i've never watched um x-files because i would be like this is why mama watching this this is ridiculous but you've done something like um, we watched Hal's Moving Castle together, and you're like, "No, no, this is this is good." Again, it's a support system, and I'm like, "Oh shit, this is great! Give me another one." And and I I get the same kind of feeling with with fantasy stuff. I mean, do you do you think that's part of it? Is you need the Max, you need the community of people pushing you along for some things, certainly. Yeah, I need someone to push me into the X Files movie, I suppose. But for books, yeah, I, I think that's yeah, it's a, it's a recommendation. I think from someone you actually know yeah. is, is, is crucial. Because I tried to go on the internet and search you know, the best fantasy series and that's just a black hole. It's you know it's like trying to figure out why your why your leg hurts 
and you go on WebMD, and it's like, oh, it's leg cancer. You're oh, yeah, gonna it's die. Dead, yeah. Like it's it's that kind of black hole that the, that the internet really isn't a good support system for that. Unless there's maybe some websites that are good. But. Well, I, and I think that with I don't know with with the internet, there is this there is this idea which is frequently accurate, which is oh, you know, it's you can find any community you want there, but there is with books, and I don't know if we've necessarily discussed this before, but. Uh, you know those Lord of the Rings books; those are those are physical copies, and I, it, hel- it helps as a reminder that it's there. This is my Kindle; like I can very easily go to a different book, and I've done that recently because um, I was reading, uh, you know, this this gargantuan Civil War book, and now I just got the physical copy to remind me. And I, I think that's helpful, even if in the case of you know Kevin's large book here that wouldn't fit in many many bags, even large duffel bags. Uh, I the fact that it's there, it, it is like, oh, okay, I can see my progress. And that, that helps a lot. And, yeah, you might not get to X number of books in the year if you do that. But, I don't know. I, I've, I keep, I'll keep all the books I read on index cards. And I look at two successive summers where I read the Game of Thrones books, or A Song of Ice and Fire. And I didn't read very many books that year, but I'm like, but I read yeah. all of those. Yeah, I mean, I think that's part of where you get in trouble with the, the number um, of books read, but I do think it, will, it could kind of balance out. Like, for instance, if I'm I'm uh, shamelessly reading the the TB12 book right now, and um, talk about fantasy, <laughs> and I'll probably like I'll count that as a book on my list, even though it's not very long. Yeah. Um, but I kind of think it evens out if I count this this fantasy book is one book yeah, and that's that's the vol that's the volume thing and i the 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 density of certain fantasy books is different i mean a lot of the george R. R. martin stuff is really easy to read and a lot of lord of the rings was it got a little slow um so i think that changes but the other thing is kind of well what, what how how deep was your was your relationship i mean you could go on 50 tender dates in a week but maybe only two of them were good Maybe you're an OKCupid user, and that gives you deeper relationships. I don't know. I, as we've discussed, I don't use any of these things. But if you really get into this fantasy book, which I found because it is a world that is built, um, and maybe this is something to consider, Max, as you look for books, is you know what kind of relationship do you want to have with that book? Do you want to come out of it and it be something that you feel very strongly about um, one way or the other? I mean, I think of my only experience reading a Jonathan Franzen book and I feel very strongly about it. I read a lot of it and then threw it against the wall and then picked it up and said, I will burn you. Instead, I keep it on my shelf because, you know, forest fires and stuff. Um, but, I mean, that's something I consider when I'm reading. Yes. Yeah, so, like, since you kind of started getting into fantasy last year, mm-hmm. when you go to pick out a book to read now, how do you decide whether you're going for a fantasy book or a more... Or a more traditional literature. I mean, so even the Murakami books, I think they are they're kind of magical realism. I mean, Max, you, I don't know if we, I don't know if I should count it, but a uh, hundred years of solitude is fantastic. It's in fantastical at that. It's, but it's it's real people. There's just some magic stuff going on, as opposed to okay, all of a sudden people have armor and they're dwarves. Like, that is... But I am thinking about... Sometimes certain 
books, and you'll love the fact that they have relationships and circumstances that you know well, but I don't always want to be reminded of those. And I don't think that's how I used to feel. I think that that's changing where I'm I'm reading. I can read that. I mean, I read a lot of news. That's enough of the real world for me sometimes. And so I think I'm looking more for books where, um, you know, you know, build me this world and make me think about that for a moment. Um, I think that's a big difference for for um, Hundred Years of Solitude is that it's not a built world. It takes place in somewhere that feels very natural. Yeah, yeah I think that's that's true. You know, when and even if it's hist- even if it's historic, um, you know, you can still you can still imagine it, even if you've never lived in a banana republic, which becomes at one point in the book. It's still something that I understand, and and even in that, you're like, oh, you know, the the politics of that is crazy and makes me sad, and then you do research on it and it makes you sadder, or or whatever yeah. the case may be. Um, so, you know, maybe that's what it really is: is you know, fantasy, sci-fi. It's it's places that don't exist, and you can't you can't necessarily put yourself there. Um, and that's yeah. I find it really rewarding. So yeah, and sometimes it's just it's fun and yeah so for example in this book there's like a war and the the war zone is a bunch of uh like plateaus with valleys between them mm-hmm. and they have these like there's a, a unit in the army that they like have to carry this like mobile bridge and they like set the bridge across the span so like the armies can run over it and so that's just something fun and uh neat to imagine uh like a battle like that that just doesn't really belong in any other genre other than fantasy so like you know, just the funness of it is uh, something I wouldn't want to get lost in the, a conversation about fantasy. Yeah. So maybe my goal should be at, like, a specific numbers of genres of books. I didn't really consider that. Well, part of it is, I mean, you've, to the best of my knowledge, you've been reading for a while. You know, you're, it's just, you, you know, you are a yeah, reader. Going of, on ten years now. <laughs> ten years. Yeah, exactly. Um... So I, and one thing I thought about is, is like last year I read three books about Vietnam and, and watched movies as well about Vietnam. Um, I, I think as people get older, they start reading the same stuff or the mm-hmm. same type of things. And I do have, I do have a fear of doing the same stuff. And Kevin, maybe you're, I mean, you've got TB12 to keep you swimming, but, um, I mean, is that is that a concern you have as you get into fantasy? Because it does, it, you know, there are going to be ten of these books, and they take going to take you a while. Yeah, uh, I well, so hopefully I'll live a while is is one way I, I get over that. But I, just in general, with the way I consume any and with, with books, I'll kind of get stuck on a genre for a while, mm-hmm. and then I'll burn myself out of it, and then I won't look at it for a while. So I kind of got on this fantasy kick last summer yeah um and have it's been 90 percent of my reading since and then after this book i might want might want a break yeah and so i kind of yeah i kind of just burn myself out and then take a break of it until until i'm ready again yeah and i will say in, in thinking about the worlds that you don't understand another thing for me, and having read now a few books that are set in Japan by a Japanese author, um, that is, I think one thing that has been rewarding about those is because that's that's a part of the world I don't really understand. So it has been 
it's worn off now. Um, but it is something that is, is fantasy. And somehow I haven't gotten burnt out of it yet, but I do want to switch around. I, I think that that's, you know, kind of this, this self-governing thing where you're like, okay, I gotta... Have I you gotta tried any other Japanese authors? I haven't. Um, and I, I should I should do that. But yeah, I think that, that part of the fantasy is, is wearing off. Um, you know, I, I can't even... As far as genres go, I mean, what 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 else would you? How many? How many would you go? For? How would you even split that up, Max? Probably just nonfiction and fiction. Oh, okay. Because right now I've been reading mostly nonfiction, and I think I'd like to balance that out a bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I. Yeah, I've never. I just, I I actively try not to read too much nonfiction, except for the one right. huge tome I'm reading right now because. Yeah. Because like I again I don't I don't necessarily need to be reminded of of terrible things that real people have done. Yeah. I'd rather read about what you know the dwarves or have done in the past and why them and the elves don't get along. Yeah. Well, there's yeah there's like nonfiction that's not necessarily I don't want to use the word productive, but like mm-hmm. there's certain books that you read that you feel like you're you're gaining from more than just as enjoyment. Yeah. So, like, the Bill Bryson book I'm reading now is pretty much just enjoyment. Yeah. But if I read, like, a book about investing or the TV12 method, maybe, to a degree, there's a bit more there where you almost feel like you're learning from it. Um, And I don't want to read too many of those books, but I tend to buy those books. Well, and I think that, Kevin, your point about it being fun is really great. Like, I I read... um, not 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 grapes of wrath but uh the the other john Sevick book that's really big uh east of eden i read yeah yeah i I read that last year and i was so i loved it talk about a building a world um but like it was it was not fun it was great it was so great but it was not fun and i think that that's really important you mentioned like nerd culture and I, I feel like you can't swing a dead cat in D.C. without there being a nerd culture festival. And I, I appreciate, well, I don't appreciate, I admire and um, recognize the the uh, you know, the monetizing of this, like, you know, taking 80s stuff and being like, oh, so nerdy, and we're doing it. Ready Player One, the movie which is coming out very soon, and, and everything everything like that. And I roll my eyes at it a lot of times. But I do think that it is fun, and it does allow for a lot of fun, and that's maybe something that 90% of the stuff I'm reading every day is not very fun. My stuff about the Civil War right now is not fucking fun. Um, I enjoy it, but maybe that's it. Maybe maybe you should consider some fantasy and some sci-fi because there are these communities around it that enjoy it because it's fun. Sure. But also, I mean, Bill Bryson is fun, and David Sedaris is fun. Yeah. Those are nonfiction. No, but I, I think having I think a number is still a fine approach in terms of, of hitting a goal because it will it you know it sets a pace and I, I, it will encourage you to read books that you enjoy because you'll need to keep up with that pace. Right. So at least you finish books and then you can move on. Right. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe maybe you guys have some suggestions. We'll, well, take that. I was going to say we'll throw some your way, but if we throw this book at you, don't throw that one at me. Either. Even even Gronk would be concussed by it. No, 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 no. no. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, 
if you if you all have uh, you know fantasy or sci-fi or other just any book recommendation, honestly, let us know. Uh, maybe maybe what we should do is have Kevin um, make a you know just like a list of if you like this, you should you should consider this fantasy book because now part of the reason we're discussing is I don't I don't really know that much. I know two yeah. series, and that's that's basically it. And there's a huge world out there. I know that there's a book about. A world that is built atop turtles, or something like that. I'm so not familiar. I, I'll have to look at it. So that, you know, it's and it's fun, which is cool. So tell us if you have any fun, fun books to uh, to read that are in the fantasy sci-fi. Yeah. One, one thing uh, I just remember I wanted to point out was um, I've been watching Game of Thrones uh, lately, and it's great because if you look at the episode descriptions. They're just like the most boring, basic. Like John struggles to gain support. Uh, like Tyrion is is troubled by his past. It's just like it completely masks the fact that they're like these dragons and like <laughs> everything going on. And it just seems makes it seem uh, like a normal soap opera. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's yeah. how not to write the back of a fantasy book. The little right. blurb. <laughs> No, what's this book about? <laughs> yeah, like John Way's decisions. There are many goblets. Goblets are had. Yeah, yeah. So that's so that is Max trying to maybe read a little bit more. Maybe read some yeah. some fantasy. Send me send me some recommendations. Yeah. And uh, there we go. Name of the wind. So um yeah, I think it's time for uh, Sean's favorite part of the podcast, or he says everyone's favorite part. We'll see. Yeah, uh, uh, Pierce. What are you uh, What are you going to apologize for today? Uh, so I was with. Um, some relatives recently. Uh, Blood relatives. Some. I mean, I wasn't there when everyone was born, so I don't really know. I, I, I am told when I am told, and I sometimes take it as truth. And it, it's one of those things. It's not worth being like, no, there's no way we're related. Um, but you know, when you're, I think when you're with your family, there's this this idea that you understand your audience. Like you you know who they are. You've been with them a long time. And I have I have a small family, so there aren't that many people who know. Um, and I was vi- visiting these family members, and and they had asked beforehand, you know, do you, do you want us to buy some beer? I was like, I'm all right. And so I told my brother to to say what they wanted. But um, the family member said that, oh, you know, I was going to get some three notched. Um, which we all like. We support Three Notched in Charlottesville. But apparently their cans of, of Minuteman had been exploding. Um, so, And I was like, oh, that's interesting. It's probably good for them because um, they are rebranding because of a suit by Monster, um, which is a really cool story. And I was telling them the story of them changing the brand and Monster giving them money to do it, which I thought was really cool. And I get to the point where... Uh, which was my realization of the story. I was like, the fact that Monster had X amount of dollars to give them for uh, rebranding is kind of ridiculous to me. Because I'm like, who the hell drinks Monster? It's it's a disgusting brown energy soda that's just going to kill you. People who read fantasy books. So yeah, people who read fantasy books. And apparently, and what I'm apologizing for this week is not it is for failing to understand my audience and use my skills of observation... Um, which I'm normally pretty proud of because as we move from this sitting area to the dining room to not that person, not our subway specialist, uh, as I move from the living room to the dining room for lunch, I look on the ground on the way there and there is a case of monster. (laughs) 
so I'm apologizing this week for just not not being as observant as I normally am and, uh, you know, putting my foot in my mouth and then deciding I wanted to put the other foot in there too. Um, fortunately, they no one checked me on it, but I knew it didn't have to be said. So, yeah, as, as always, read the room, read your, your counterparts. And... Uh, that takes us to a big idea for pop culture, and the three of us spent some time together on uh, Friday night doing some stuff that just didn't didn't make any sense. And I think it's it's in our best interest to share with other people these phenomenon. Uh, the first one is something that you purchased, Max, right? Which uh, it's something that was heavy. Oh yeah. So, so Max, you got a, a beer, um, a 16-ounce can of beer. That's right. And I think, so I've had this discussion with people before, is when I think of beer, I, like, I'm to the point now where, like, it's not high alcohol unless it's over 7%, because when you're having craft beer, so much is that. But, like, Bud Light is, like, 4, or Budweiser is, like, 4.5% or something. Um, so this one was definitely over 7. But how much over 7 was it? Uh, about 102 yeah, so it was... 10.2 over 7. Over 7. <laughs> so yeah, Molotov uh, Heavy by, by Evil, Evil Twin. Evil Twin, yeah. Um, 17.2% alcohol by volume. Yeah, it was... and w- stronger than, I think, any wine that I've had. Yeah, yeah, it, it definitely is. And the problem with it was, is it was delicious. Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah. So that didn't make any sense. We were also watching... A basketball game, Kevin, and there was another thing that didn't make any sense that we saw during the game, which was... Uh, I'm actually having trouble remembering. All I remember is we spent way too much time watching four mediocre basketball teams. Oh, yeah, so you were... <clears throat> so, a a one one Mike Scott from... Oh, right. ...from Virginia, they, they do a, a thing, they have a little image uh, for ESPN is doing this, these games, and they show Mike Scott walking into arenas. And he's wearing hockey jerseys. And they both have the same number on him, which is the number that he wears currently. He isn't always worn. Um, Mike Scott, a basketball player, owns 60 customized NHL jerseys. So as we're drinking a beer that makes no sense as a beer, here's a basketball player who has a decent amount of money who has decided to 60 times spend that money on customized NHL jerseys, presumably with his name and number on the back of them. So I, you know, we talked about fun culture a lot in the show with fantasy, and I would consider both of these things fantastical. If if someone told me when I was in college that one day you're going to have a beer that is 17.2% alcohol and it's actually beer and they sell it in 16-ounce cans, and a basketball player is going to have 60 customized NHL jerseys, I would say, what is this fun world that you've built? I hope I'm not part of it. Do you think he just has a backup for every team, or do you think it's home and away for every team? Well, he yeah. might He might have, like, a Hartford Whalers jersey, in which case I reject this, and it's, you know, not fun, because I dislike that there's Hartford Whalers stuff everywhere. Uh, yeah, I really don't know. Maybe he has a couple Atlanta Thrashers ones, which is a team that doesn't exist anymore. Hockey jerseys look really cool, but I don't know why a basketball player has them. So, yeah. That's, um, 
that's that's really it. I'm, I, I we live in a, a wonderful world, and it's not wonderful a bad world where the Patriots can make the Super Bowl again. Well, that's disgusting. But yeah, we live in this fantasy world. Uh, yeah, I think that's. I think that's. Unless you guys have something else, I think that's it for this week. As um, uh, I could throw one more thing out there because I, I didn't talk at all about the the things. Um. We were talking about getting getting book recommendations, and I, I think this kind of just proves my point of why I need to get recommendations from friends. Mm-hmm. Because I looked up E.M. Forster's A Passage to India, and it tells me that 72% of Google users like this book. <laughs> and I don't want to associate with those 72% of Google users uh, at all. Yeah. So, so yeah. Well, as we is, saw with your, don't, uh, that is a do not read. <laughs> well, we uh, we saw your experience with using uh, Untapped for the first time on Friday as well, and you didn't seem to want to listen to those reviews either. So yeah, yeah. So you know what you know, get get you a group of friends who knows who knows how to have a good time, and uh, that's that's really the that's the extent of what we got to this week. Fair enough. Find people that will watch basketball and drink beer that has too much alcohol in it with you. But, yeah. Um, if you have if you have show ideas, if you have other beers that if you've had other beers that are higher than seventeen point two, I'd love to hear alcohol, about it. Max would love to hear about it. Not everyone would, but yeah. And again, if you have book recommendations, you can reach us on Facebook and the Twitter. Um, look for a pretty okay. It's pretty okay or pretty okay pod. Um, visit us on our uh, fancy website, prettyokpod.com. There are very smart people who write stuff that are not at this table. Um, about music, Megan and and Ian, uh, who who has wonderful hair, also as as Max showed us the other night. So uh, get in contact with us, get in contact with them. Go to the website, subscribe. You know, if you see family members, if you want to get to know them better, subscribe them to our podcast um, because they they probably enjoy it. Um, and yeah, and we'll we'll be back again next week to talk about something and uh, probably Mo Bamba and how good he is from Sean because he's he's really looking forward to that um, until then I am Pierce I'm Sean uh, no I'm Max <laughs> <laughs> and Kevin thank you so much for joining us thanks for having me alright well that's it bye bye now he's dropped from his label and he's going pro trying to underground return get on past revolt and the same faces that he dissed on his way to the top laughed as they watched him do the downstroke now the moral of the story is that some You're blessed with the talent, utilize it to the fullest. Be true to yourself and stay humble.